The holiday season is upon us, and fortunately, as we continue to emerge from the pandemic, our gatherings and celebrations may finally be returning to normal, or at least in comparison to the previous two years. However, on the flip side, this year brings a new concern into the mix. Uh, there's always something, right? And that would be rising prices that could just make the return to normal holiday gift-giving, gatherings, and travel as, well, you know, more expensive for consumers. Welcome back to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Al Waller. And today we're joined by Katherine Collinson, CEO and president of Nonprofit Transamerica Institute. And she'll be helping us brainstorm some ways to save money during the holidays. So Catherine, welcome back. Hey, Al, it's great to be back. What a long road we've been down. We're finally here and people are able to get together and really celebrate and in person. Um, of course, we have to acknowledge that we may be done with COVID-19, but it may not be done with us yet. So as we do get together in person, we also have to keep those precautions up, especially if we're around vulnerable individuals. Agreed and good point. So thank you for that reminder. For those who are able to enjoy more in-person activities this year, many, if not most of us, are grappling with inflation and its effect on their holiday activities and to that extent may feel uncertain about how much they should be spending. And just to back this sentiment up, a recent Harris Poll survey conducted in October stated 81% of Americans believe the worst of inflation is still ahead. In light of this, it seems to make sense that uh, the majority of Americans would be inclined to spend cautiously. So, Catherine, let's help them by starting off with uh, some of your spending tips for listeners. Al, that is a big question, and I think it's on everybody's mind. We are all feeling the pinches in our pocketbooks, and going out shopping has been an eye-popping experience, looking at how prices have changed so quickly and so dramatically. So as I'm thinking about money-saving tips over the holidays, I'm thinking in terms of three broad categories, gifts, get-togethers or gatherings, and going places or travel. Um, and if you're up for it, I'd like to take each of these three uh, areas one at a time. Hey, works for me. And as a matter of fact, I recently spotted a November survey from U.S. News and World Report that shows that, get this, more than four in 10 respondents expect to go into debt, paying for gifts and travel during the holiday season. Well, that is super concerning because we know interest rates are rising and that cost of that debt is going to be even higher. So uh, as far as our tips go, we are definitely not recommending that people go into debt. The overarching tip is that we need to spend what we can afford and no more. And the best way to get started is to create a budget for all of your holiday expenses. And then the even harder part is holding yourself to it. Right. Couldn't agree with you more because it seems more important than ever, not only to deal with shifting prices, but also to account for any changes uh, to traditions. And I'll give you an example. I know a lot of people who traditionally exchange gifts with colleagues refrain from doing this as they started working remotely. And then there were others who had to forego in-person celebrations and subsequently reduce their travel costs. I guess in our current reality, change appears to be coming a bankable constant, right? So then just how would you advise folks uh, in going about addressing these shifts when creating a budget? 
It's really important to level set our expectations with our family and friends and colleagues, especially as it relates to gift giving. Because I can say this for myself, I don't want any family members or friends going into debt to get me a gift. And likewise, we're all facing financial hurdles. Uh, If there was a time to be conservative yet creative in the gift giving, uh, this is the year. So one of the things is just planning. Who are you going to give gifts to? Or maybe just a card or a phone call or a Zoom celebration or even in person. Uh, Maybe that is the gift. One thing that my family does is I have a very large extended family. And years ago, long before the pandemic, we decided to have a drawing. You pick a name and then the gift limit is $50. And then we each get to focus on that person. Of course, over the years, we've had variations, uh, especially for the younger generation, the kids, uh, where Christmas is especially important. But that's one way. Uh, Instead of buying gifts for 10 family members, you're just giving a gift for one. Well, that's a great starting point, and I definitely endorse the uh, drawing of a name, you know, one name to exchange gifts among family members. As a matter of record, we've done that for years, and not only does it reduce the cost, but it personally saves a lot of time and energy running around buying multiple gifts for larger groups. In addition, I can vouch for this helping me, you know, with the gifting uh, selection process. It, you know, it makes it more meaningful versus just, you know, marathon shopping and going out and buying a bunch of gifts. So I like that idea. Now, given the budget should account for the three categories you referenced, gift giving, gathering, and going places, let's start with gift giving. What sort of tips do you have for saving money there? The first big tip I already shared, and that is creating that budget. In addition to creating a budget, make a shopping list and, of course, hold yourself to that shopping list. It's easy to get tempted and distracted and overbuy or deviate from that list. The shopping list can really help you stay focused and adhere to your budget. I also want to warn everyone a trap that I know a number of people have fallen into, and I will say even myself, is when you're out gift shopping, Avoid the temptation of buying gifts for yourself. There are so many items on sale right now. And after almost three years of a pandemic, uh, many of us haven't spent that much time in stores. (laughs) So the temptation might be great, but really, unless it's something that you need and you're going to save money, probably best to stay focused on your very specific gift giving list, shopping list, and budget. That all sounds pretty reasonable, but what about deals? I mean, it seems like Black Friday has stretched all the way back to the 4th of July. I'm just kidding, I think, but uh, seriously, my inbox is out of control, brimming with all these pop-up ads and special deals. Yeah, and that's the second tip. More than ever, we have to be savvy shoppers because the deals and the the emails, the inboxes, there are deals, deals, deals. There's a few thoughts that I'll point out on that. Sometimes those deals aren't as good of a deal as you think. Uh, You could be lured in uh, with one deal and then all of a sudden your shopping list goes off track and you end up spending more than you really thought you would. The other thing about those deals is they really know how to get you with those impulse buys. So you kind of have to put up your uh, impulse buy Teflon shield 
uh, to protect <laughs> yourself from that. Um, more than ever, comparison shopping is very important. Check out websites, apps, uh, compare prices. Also look at those who offer free shipping and those who don't. Look at the total cost of items, especially if you're ordering online. Another tip is this season, shop early. We've all heard about the supply chain issues, and that can increase the cost twofold. One, just the basic inflation aspect of it. But two, the longer your wait, if certain items are running low or running out of stock, you could end up paying more because retailers know that they can charge more. And then, of course, the closer you get to the holidays, shipping costs can go up as well, especially if you've procrastinated and need to pay for that extra rush shipping. Well, I think you're right. Um, you know, aside from putting on blinders when you go out to shop, I think being strategic is really, really smart there. And, you know, what you've just mentioned are very sensible tips that should be easy to manage, which hopefully makes them also easy to implement. Now, is there anything specific people should be wary of while doing their shopping? Yes, uh, a few things to be wary of. There's a new trending practice called Buy Now, Pay Later, or BNPL, which allows you to make a purchase with installment payments uh, and with no interest and without opening line of credit. Al, that kind of sounds too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And whereas these programs can work for people in certain situations, there are some distinctive pitfalls to be aware if you're going to go down that road. And again, we talked about uh, avoid going into debt. And these types of programs, because of, well, I'm going into debt, but there's no interest, you know, I can pay later, read the fine print. Where people can find themselves getting into trouble is if they miss a payment or are late on a payment, penalties could kick in as well as high rates of interest, which could make it even more expensive to pay later. Uh, also, there's indications from consumer reports and other organizations that if you go down this road with certain programs, if there is an issue with the product, it could be very difficult to get a refund or a replacement. Uh, so there are some strings attached uh, buyer beware, not saying don't do it, but am saying if you are considering doing it, tread lightly. The other couple of things to beware of are opening new credit cards at the checkout stand. I think we've all experienced it. You go to buy something with your normal credit card and at the checkout stand, they tell you, we can open a new card for you and save 15% and this, that, and the other. That could be problematic in a couple of ways. You have to be fully aware of the interest rate. Um, but the other things are it could impact your credit score. And people are human now. If you have more than a couple of credit cards that you're paying off every month, it could just become unmanageable and really easy to miss payments. Not because you can't afford to, but you've just forgotten. And that can uh, result in higher interest rates uh, as well as paying interest on the outstanding and potentially even ding your credit rating. Great points, Catherine. And you're so right. Uh, these uh, buy now, pay later offers really can seduce and potentially lead consumers into some very serious buyer's remorse after the holidays. So any other shopping tips you'd like to share with us now? Yes, of course. No. <laughs> now is a great time to be creative and think outside the box. 
one thing that many of us from one time or another may have received a gift card that we never used. Unused gift cards are big business, believe it or not. This is mind-blowing. An estimated $3 billion in gift cards go unused each year, according to Lending Club. So if you haven't known so lately, go through your wallet, places where you may have put a gift card and then never gotten around to using it. You could use them as a gift, but they also Mm -hmm. could be a source for purchasing those gifts on your shopping list. I've got a few more to share. Another tip is focusing on experience rather than stuff. Maybe the best gift is to spend a day with the individual or family member or the kids, whoever it is that you were going to spend money on, do something you love to do, have a new experience within budget, and then take photos to memorialize that time together. Then the final thing that I think we should have a conversation about, Al, is re-gifting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people re-gift, and that's one way to give a gift to another. But it's kind of a slippery slope, at least in my own personal experience. We need to uh, ask ourselves, if you're thinking about re-gifting something, if it's an item that you don't want or need, then you've really got to ask yourself, would the person receiving the re-gift want or need it? This is especially applicable to knickknacks, which can approach on white elephant gift territory. And then, of course, the big, big yellow lights flashing, (laughs) danger zone. It's super important to remember who originally gave you the gift, because if you forgot, you could very well give it to the person who gave it to you. And that never goes down well. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're uh, really taking me back. Uh, My dear departed mother-in-law was prolific in this department, uh, which she dubbed trinkets, treasures, and trash. And you are so right. Uh, If you do pursue this route, uh, a word of caution to all re-gifters out there. Make sure, make sure you don't send it back to its originator. I mean, I've witnessed that and it can end up being a tremendous buzzkill. <laughs> it's just awful. But all kidding aside, Catherine, you are one very sage and gifted shopper. And what I particularly appreciate is that these tips are more environmentally friendly than going out and making new purchases. Now, why don't we move on to the second area, which uh, listeners may be able to save, and that's uh, holiday gatherings. Well, let me just take you through a few ideas, and I'm sure our listeners have thought of these too, but it's always good to have a little reminder. That is for holiday gatherings, make it a potluck, and that spreads both the cost and the work effort among the group. Uh, I have a tendency for arriving a little bit later. So I'm never asked to bring the hors d'oeuvres. I'm the dessert person. (laughs) (laughs) It takes some coordination, uh, Mm -hmm. but that's one way to save and have a great meal and have fun. Another thing that you could do is consider recipes that typically use less expensive ingredients and make them healthy. And of course, we can't talk about healthy cuisine without talking about Transamerica Institute's Healthier Traditions Cookbook Series, including our new Around the World Cookbook, as well as Favorite American Classics, Italian Food, Soul Food, and Quick and Easy Recipes. We've got five cookbooks, if you're looking for ideas, which offer free cookbooks with healthy recipes and ingredients to consider for dishes as part of your overall holiday meals. 
Other things, just want to point out that when you're grocery shopping, be on the lookout for items that are on special that truly represent savings that can work for you. And then, of course, don't forget that coupon clipping, both paper coupons and digital coupons. From there, just a couple last tips. Decorations can really get expensive. If you're not saving your decorations from year over year, making your own decorations that could be less expensive than just buying new decorations. Hopefully you have a special place in your home that you keep those things. But if you don't have them, maybe this isn't the year to splurge, just given that Inflation is so high and everything is it seems so expensive these days. And then just keep an eye on the calendar in your community. There's lots of free activities, everything from light displays and holiday parades to concerts and performances. Uh, and if you're not paying attention, you might miss out simply because you don't know about them. You know, that's a great idea. And actually, speaking of community events or, or actually uh, lights, Right here in Baltimore, residents in the Hamden section set up an amazing outdoor display of lights on our own 34th Street, uh, dubbed the Miracle on 34th Street after that uh, you know, beloved holiday movie. And I mean, it is extraordinary sight to behold with uh, windows and yards filled and lit up with uh, everything from Elvis Santa's, hubcap trees, trains running on roofs, house to house. And light strewn from you know, one neighbor's home to the next and across the street. I mean, everybody gets into the act. And as I understand it, if you purchase a home on this particular street, it's expected, if not written into the contract, you're committed to maintaining this tradition. Why, Catherine, actually, I think I'm getting into the holiday spirit just thinking about it. <laughs> All right, back to reality. Let's move to the third and final category for our discussion getting there or travel. I, I've got to believe that this would be a particularly challenging area to cut costs in this year, right? Well, it sure seems that way, um, especially as we look at all aspects of it. If you're driving, it's the cost of the gas. If you're flying, it's the air travel. Hotels can be uh, very expensive right now. So one of the most important things is just prioritize your travel, where you're going, who you're visiting, and your accommodations. So uh, staying at a guest bedroom at a friend's house is, of course, going to be a lot less than staying at a hotel. So if there was ever a time to prioritize travel, uh, now's the time to do it, at least from a cost perspective. And uh, even though I think many of us are kind of burnt out on Zoom calls, it's mm -hmm. still a terrific option for seeing family yeah. and friends, um, especially those that live in faraway places. Especially when it comes to air and hotel, if you can be flexible on your travel dates, that'll give you greater latitude to shop around and potentially pay a bit less or at least help avoid paying top dollar. Uh, that flexibility can pay off. Uh, we realize that the holidays are a tough time to do that because there's so much going on. If you don't check, uh, you won't find those deals. If you're traveling by air, shop for airfares by the time, by the day, by the airline. There could be some deals there. One other air travel tip that I want to highlight, and it requires being organized. You and your family can save money for when you're going to be in transit 
to avoid expenses that you might not otherwise have to pay for. And I'll give you an example, bottled water. Now on ClearPath, we've talked a lot about the importance of staying hydrated. And we mm -hmm. know that you can't take bottled water through airport security. The workaround is bring empty water bottles so that when you get on the other side of security, you can fill them up and avoid paying for bottled water. Something similar applies to snacks, a sack lunch or snacks to have while on the plane or in transit. That could also help save a lot because I think we've all experienced that things like food and bottled water just cost more at airports. Catherine, thanks so much. You've certainly given us some substantial food for thought and practical ideas on ways to help uh, cut back and save and even spend a little more time relaxing too. So here's hoping that listeners can find ones that suit them and help navigate with their budgets. We also hope you'll join us for future episodes as well as check out past episodes on the Healthier Traditions Cookbook Around the World and Saving Money During Inflation. ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth, it's brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about retirement security and the intersections of health and financial well-being. You can find our weekly podcast on WIPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org. If you've missed any of our tips to save money, let us know. And by all means, please send your comments, feedback, or ideas for future episodes to Catherine or me at info at transamericacenter.org. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance.